The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to the Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les Aria. And I am David Hanscom. Tonight we're going to be discussing and defining the mind-body connection, which sounds sort of like a whole hump topic, but it actually is the core of what we're doing. And we really want to help you understand exactly what's going on between your mind and body as you live your life. Yeah, and David, one of the things I thought we'd start us off is with a quote. Um, how about this? Your body listens to the whispers of your mind. How's that? So, yeah, that's great. I mean, <clears throat> humans have a little bit of a problem called consciousness, and I don't think my cat is hearing the whispers of her mind. <laughs> but the problem is that humans process consciousness the same way that we that cat processes physical threats. So yeah. what we're trying to explain tonight is that the mind body is simply a unit. <clears throat> Your body does not exist without the mind. Mind does not exist without the body. So we use the word mind-body as two separate terms, but it really is just one unit. Yeah. So the example that I use frequently is say you're walking down the street and you're walking past a fence and this huge German shepherd just comes screaming out at you, barking, yelling, pulling his teeth back. And it looks like it's just going to come right at you. What happens? Well, I wet my pants is that's what happened. <laughs> that's, that's physiology, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. There was no thought to that. Right. And uh, the next thing I'm trying to do is to get the heck out of there. So, you know, I get tensed up and uh, I'm, I'm just hauling butt, right? I'm out of there. And what's really intriguing is, um, truth be told, is this has actually happened to me before. Okay. And, um, you know, I was maybe about 10, 11, and the neighbor um, had a very large German shepherd. So thanks for triggering me, David. Um, so <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about that. <laughs> you feel, I bet you do. I do. So as I was walking past the fence, and it was a low fence, and uh, as a kid, like I said, I was in my head, and this dog growled so much that I actually froze, David. I froze. And, um, and at that point, it was, I was stuck. I wanted to run, but I couldn't run. 
And I started to tear up at that point, thinking that the dog was going to attack me because it wasn't too far from me. And then something happened inside me. I made a beeline and it became like, you know, flash. <laughs> I ran so fast. And what was funny is I was running away. I was not thinking about anything because I was just running and I kept on running till I got home. And when I got home, I was still thinking about the dog. Right. So the dog probably wasn't thinking about you because you were history. Right. But see, that's what that's the problem we have with human beings that we have consciousness. So the thought of that situation actually creates the same chemical response in your body as the actual event. And that's why where we can obsess about your angry boss or a spouse or finances and that un ongoing negative thinking just keeps your body fired up. But I'm going to go back to we're really focusing on just the body's physiology. So I wanted to find physiology. <clears throat> and so when your car is sitting there on the road or park, it's just a structure, just a set of parts, not very many parts compared to the human body. Mm -hmm. and when you turn the key and the engine starts to run, that's the physiology of the car. In other words, how does your body function is what we call physiology. So you have acid base balance, you have sweating, muscle contraction, your pupils dilate, they constrict, your body, your kidneys are filtering urine. All these things are happening simultaneously. And these are all automatic hardwired responses that keep you alive. They're the same response that we have with um, the same response that my cat has. So there's your automatic hard, hardware responses that every living creature has to survive. They're very powerful and you feel it. I mean, so when you felt that response, what was happening in your body last? What kind of chemical changes were taking place? All I remember was that I was fired up and I felt this surge inside of me, David. It was unbelievable. So it was that quivering, that shaking, that intensity. And I think if I do recall this correctly, my whole body was still shaking. Till today, when a dog growls at me, I'm not as scared of it because now I have my own dog and I'm used to it. But every now and then, when a strange dog approaches me or you know, I'm jogging by it, if it growls, it takes me back to yesterday. Isn't that amazing that the mind can take you there? So we've got this survival mechanism that's built in us. That's what you said, the physiology, right? So, so when you think about that dog and you feel your body react, so when your body's reacting, you're, so you feel emotions. In other words, you're feeling adrenaline. that makes your heart race. You sweat. Your muscles contract. You feel the cortisol, which increases your blood sugar, which again, revs up everything. You also feel in what's called inflammatory proteins called cytokines, which fires up everything. It increases your nerve conduction, it fires up your brain. So your whole body is on high alert. So you're feeling this process. <clears throat> but what we're trying to nail down today is that how would you process that dog coming at you if you didn't have a brain? How would that work? Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I don't think that survived, I'll tell you this, because that's the point, is I am now, that has protected us. And I think that's what our ancestors went through. So this mind-body connection thing, as you're starting with the physiology part, is is really crucial it's in service of survival is what you're right. telling us hardwired. hardwired so any living creatures threatened they have an, have an invasive response i mean bacteria one cell organisms have that same basic response so 
creatures, you know, the vast majority of the life on this earth survives without any consciousness. Mm -hmm. So you have these automatic responses that are designed to help you survive. They put you in fight or flight. So if you didn't have a nervous system to process this information, to take in the signals and send out a response, you wouldn't function. <clears throat> so one metaphor I like to use, as you know, is that of a Boeing jet, which I looked it up one day, which has 2 million parts. And so how could you fly that jet without a computer? Okay. Can't do it. Yep. So the human body is 30 trillion cells, 30 trillion, 80 billion neurons. So how can this body coordinate with each other and communicate and actually keep this incredible balance of life in place without a central nervous system to coordinate all these functions? And people will say, well, the pain's all, you're seeing the pains in my head. Really? <laughs> so if you didn't have a nervous system, how does it, how would this work? Yeah, no, that, that's a very good point. And I think that's that's a big take-home point we're making is that it's not one or the other, right? So we're right. saying is this is one system. Correct. And so this is a great time for us then to, to really define that is so, you know, a, a way of looking at the mind-body connection as David was talking about the physiology, I wanted to add the mind part. So, and then we'll kind of um, wrap around with this because I've got one of Stephen Portis's famous quotes, which I want to use here uh, to tie this in. So for my part, one of the things that I teach my patients, uh, as David does, is it's not the mind or the body or the pain or your emotions. It's, it's one system. And the way I like to kind of look at the mind-body connection, David, is this, that our thoughts, our beliefs, our attitudes and emotions they really play a strong influence in the body. And the work that we do, uh, we've, we both have come to recognize and science has come to recognize that your physical health and emotional health are really intimately connected. And that's the mind-body connection. Well, they're sort of the same, mm. yep. right? In a way? Yep, yep. yep. So, so, we, so I do want to define the word stress because I think, I think people say I'm stressed out. So stress is sort of put in a box of psychological, right? Yes. And well, so, right? I'll agree with you because um, when, um, when the average person is asked, are you stressed out? We get defensive as a sign of weakness. But you are feeling it. I mean, I agree that stress can be mental, a boss screaming at you or a dog yelling, jumping at you, which is a physical threat. Remember, emotional, I'm sorry, mental threats and physical threats are processed the same way in the body. So it comes to the category of threat versus safety. Yeah. And again, how you feel is the state of your body's physiology. So if you're in fight or flight or threat, you're full of adrenaline, cortisol, histamines, all sorts of things, and you can't heal because your body's consuming resources just to survive. So the essence of disease is being in a sustained fight or flight response, which starts destroying your body's tissues and the key for both of us as we work with our patients and many other practitioners who use the same principles is that we can teach you tools to get it back into safety. So I don't want to skip what you are talking about last night, which is really critical about how, can you say that quote again really quickly for me? Yeah, and in fact, this is the perfect time as you were speaking about that is, is that your physiological states determines your psychological states. And then we can whip that around and your psychological states influence your physiological states right so when you're again in fight or flight your brain itself is thrown off 
inflammatory cytokines, your brain itself is inflamed yeah. and it shifts the blood supply. I mean, all sorts, of all sorts of things happen in the brain when you're under stress or under threat. So and also remember the brain is not a circuit board. The brain is just as physiological as every part of your body. Remember 80 billion nerve cells, each nerve is connected to other neurons by 10,000. Each one cell is connected to 10,000 other neurons. So it's incredibly complicated. It's the body's chemistry. The brain itself is physiological. When the brain gets inflamed, it starts feeling all sorts of stuff that it would not ordinarily not feel. So if I put my hand on this table, why is it not hot? I mean, who, who's at this table, right? I put my, the, right. the table is a little bit cold. So my, my brain took these sensory signals and temperature signals. It's also smooth. So there's, there's pain in, there's light touch and pressure. So I have a little bit of pressure. The table is a little bit cold because my brain says it was. Every movement we make this minute right now is programmed by our entire past up to this very second. I'm not going to put my hand on a, on a hot stove and you're not going to walk past the same doctor without having that response because why you have that response now because your brain in the past had an experience that was really was potentially quite dangerous. There's not a reason in the world if you walk past that same type of dog, you won't have the right. same response because it's hardwired. Yeah, it really is. And, and so if we're hearing you correctly, then to put it differently. So we're defining stress as not psychological, but we're defining stress as your nervous system's response to perceived or actual threat. Correct. And, that and that's a key threat? word that we're going to talk about now. I'm going to give it back over to my psychologist guru here. <laughs> well, Dr. Ari's been trying to get to this topic for five minutes now, and I just haven't <laughs> let him. So, okay, let's I'm let you apply be a psychologist. For stressing a me out, David. <laughs> Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I'm let Plus, I'm let less show his expertise. He really, I'm, I'm teasing him. He's phenomenal. You know, of course, if he wasn't so good, I couldn't give him a hard time, right? So, <laughs> yeah. right. Okay. So here's the deal. Um, so humans have consciousness, and so when your physiology is fired up, and you're hyperactive, your nerve conduction doubles, the brain is hypersensitive, and remember, thoughts create the same reaction as a physical threat. 
and you have the same chemical reaction, but it's a lot of times sustained. So you mentioned a comment that the whisper of the physiology is that when you're under fight or flight mode, thoughts are magnified, they create more of a reaction, they start doubling down on what is, and it's a big problem. So there's nothing imaginary about this. It's in your entire body. Again, your nervous system and body are just one solid unit. Yeah. And so, okay, Dr. Ari, I get to listen to you for a second. So I've been I've been talking quite a bit today. No, 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 no. It's great. And it's great, seriously, because it's, it's a nice perspective you bring. And, you know, as we were thinking about this topic in this podcast, you know, you know, this mind-body connection and stress, they're all they're all connected in this topic. And since we're on the topic of stress, I mean defining that stress is, let me just redefine it for the audience again. It's your uh you know, what is stress? So it's the nervous system's response to perceived or actual threat. So it can be past memories can activate us, right? So when we have chronic pain and we've had an injury, but the body is healed and we start to move, that can really activate that stress response because as you said, it's in service of protecting us. Now, here's the big question that I have for both of us is, David, do you think stress is bad for us, or do you think it's the chronicity of stress that really creates the disease? Well, stress, first of all, is inevitable. So I'm, I'm defining stress as a threat. In other words, you know, you have things coming at you that that have you. So stress isn't the problem; it's a response to it. Hmm. So you have your body's neurochemical response to a threat. So I, tr- I prefer now to use the word threat as opposed to the word stress because stress is that body's response. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah. so threats are inevitable. We have them every day. And people want to solve the chronic pain, but remember mental and physical pain are the same thing. Life keeps coming at us. So the key is learning tools to process threats more efficiently. So your body's in, so you're minimizing your time in fight or flight. So you become very skilled at these tools. And as your body goes into safety, Again, when you feel safe, you feel relaxed, you feel great. When you're full of all these stress chemicals, you feel agitated, anxious, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So you can't control your thoughts, but you have a lot to say over your physiology. And that's yeah. what I've learned from you is love about the physiology. It, it really is true. It really holds well. And another point that maybe we want to make here for the audience is that the nervous system is really there to detect, are we safe or not, as you said. And you also said a very important thing, and I'm hoping the listeners really tuned into what you said. You said that it is difficult for us, I'm going to paraphrase you, if I can do a David Hanscom paraphrase here. <laughs> Let's try, why don't you pull a lessism out of your pocket? I haven't heard a lessism tonight. I'm going to save it and save it towards the end of the podcast. Okay, all right. <laughs> so what, what I want the listeners to know is another major point besides the definition and the mind-body connection, is this, that the autonomic nervous system is there to keep us safe. Oh, by the way, Dr. Aria, what is the autonomic nervous system? That's great. <laughs> so I, I love that, uh, Dr. Hanscom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the autonomic nervous system is exactly that. It's a part of the nervous system that operates many of our functionality inside of us. And that's what David's been talking about. This is the part that really activates our stress response, also known as fight or flight. And it's really built in beautifully, as David started this podcast, saying that, you know, really, it's there to keep us safe. But the other point I was making is that we cannot heal from chronic pain or chronic medical conditions, for that matter, including depression, anxiety, until we feel safe. 
And that's why I really like, I think we should use your word as instead of stress, I'm under threat. And that's a really important thing because um, what I wanted to mention here is this, is they've done some recent studies with COVID and I just wanted to tie into our current day. They learned a lot that the stress is really not a bad thing, as you said, it's the maybe the, the wear and tear, it's not being able to cope with it. And day in, day out, when we're not able to cope and use certain skills, what happens is this, is studies have shown that it shifts our physiology. It literally changes the way the brain operates into the danger response, the threat response. And it does this other thing. It inhibits safety functions in the body to be able to feel safe and connected with people. So what you're basically telling us, David, is that is stress is not bad, but it's the chronicity and lack of coping with that, not having the right skills. Right. That compromises our mental and physical health. And I think what drives you and I probably beyond reason is that the skills are not very hard. Yes. So can you tell the story? You told me a story about this um, patient of yours who had a um, painful foot. Oh, you, yes. you gave her some unusual advice, which I happen to 100% agree with. <clears throat> this yeah. will be a separate podcast someday, but it really illustrates that you have a threat. The situation was a painful situation in her foot. Right. And she responded to it differently in what happened. Yeah. And so what David is talking about is um, a patient I recently saw today. or um, And one of the things that happened was this person was struggling with spine pain, a variety of other complex issues, including anxiety and depression. And um, I had asked the patient, what's the main pain that she's struggling with? And she said, my foot, I want to exercise. And I've had this foot pain for the longest. It's the ball of the foot, um, both of her feet actually. So right underneath the toe, big toe. And when she walks, she said, it feels like, check this out. They said, it feels like I'm walking on ping pong balls. And I said, that must be very comfortable. And then knowing uh, this patient after I kind of spent time talking to her, she is very fearful of the pain. So there's the threat right there. Right. So she feels the pain. So here's the pain cycle. She feels the pain, the fear kicks in. And then that activates, as you said, the threat response in this. Now we have a vicious cycle, so check this out. You have pain, you fear the pain, it increases the brain sensitivity, right. which creates more pain, right? Right. So, you, you, so here is the message I told her. I said, when you're walking, I want you to imagine you're squashing the ping pong balls. And as she did this, and she tried it for several days, and she sent me an email, and she said, by the way, the foot pain is gone. So what miracle was that? There was no miracle. When you change the way you relate to your stress or your pain or your fear, your circuitries change. And as David, I'm going to steal your word, and uh, I like that word threat better than stress. When you learn specific skills on how to reframe, reappraise what is happening to you. That really shifts it. And you're ready for a lessism. Oh my goodness, it is surfacing. I'm gonna give birth to it. Here we go. Right. Let, me, let, me, let me just grab my chair. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let me just warn the audience. So what you'll see, you probably remember that book, Where's Waldo? That little children's book. Yes, it's like, yes, where's yes. the next lessism coming from? So we have, there are countless lessisms on this planet, but they're actually pretty good. So we'll listen today. So David, here's the, um, 
So here's the lessism. You ready? Okay. Okay. We're not responsible to what shows up. We're responsible for how we show up. Ooh, that's, that's pretty good. The lessism of the day. So, okay, so I, I have a very short memory here. So could you repeat that for me? <laughs> so do I, Dave. <laughs> that's quite a, that's a lot, I mean, that's pretty big lessism. So I got to comprehend this. It, so, is, yeah, it, is, so, it is good. Because it, it really goes back to we do not have control over the threat response. This is the brain's mechanism of trying to keep us safe. So when we have a difficult thought, a difficult emotion, a difficult physical sensation that shows up and it zaps us, we do not have control. And the message here is we are not responsible for what shows up. We're responsible for how we show up in that difficult moment. In that moment, how you relate to your chronic pain, your difficult thought, your raw emotion, that will trigger a safety response or a threat response. And that keeps the cycle going. So this is why David and I speak about the skills we teach, the programs we offer, really hone in on basic practical skills. David? So let's try to wrap this up a little bit. Um, so just to summarize, um, your body cannot function without a nervous system. You have, so, have to have some part of your body that takes all the sensory input, processes it, and then tells you what to do to, to try to remain safe. And when you're under threat, which is inevitable, you have a response that keeps you safe. The species of creatures who do not pay attention to these cues just didn't survive. So that's the essence of evolution is that we avoid danger and we gravitate towards safety to regenerate. So we respond as a unit. And so humans have an additional characteristic that other animals don't, is that we have consciousness, which allows thoughts and stuff to actually create that same threat response as a physical threat. Then we've had stuff in the past, either emotional or physical threats in the past that were really unpleasant. When those circumstances come up now, you have the same response. Every response we have right now, including you giving me a hard time, was, is, <laughs> is programmed by my entire past. Yeah. So, so what happens right now, and so that's a whole different topic, is that when you're anxious or frustrated, you're actually not here anymore. You're in the past. This is a hardwired response. Like you pointed out, you have no control over. But we do have a huge choice about our response to it. And that's what we're excited about teaching our patients, because as they learn these tools, right. process these threats more efficiently, they spend less time in fight or flight, they spend more time in safety, and people not only heal, they thrive. It's yeah. been, it just really has been a very exciting phase of this practice for me personally. And it's been just a lot of fun. It really is. And as we come to a wrap here, it's an important topic as much as we teach each other and perhaps the audience is that, you know, the mind-body connection is, is a very important key to your wellness and well-being. So until next time, folks, we thank you for spending time with us and we'll look forward to having you join us at the next episode. Thank you. Life is hard and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.